So Nicholas Borneos of Capital Inc., I just wanted to thank you all for being with us. I'm delighted that for one more year we are partners with the DNB, putting this conference together. And uh, I would like to invite Ted Jarek to take over and uh, kick off the conference. And again, thank you to everybody right. for uh, Can you being with us. All right, the early morning crowd. Good to see everyone. Uh, thank you, Nicholas, and good morning to all. Thank you for braving the New York City traffic to uh, to get here. Uh, we have a we have a good agenda, and and and, and really look forward to uh, to presenting it to uh, to you. Um, Fourteenth annual conference for shipping for for Capital Inc. Um, and we're we're absolutely pleased to be back at a physical event again after a too long hiatus. I'm just going to make a few brief comments because I think we want to get to the panels, but um, wanted to say a few words. Um, on the back of a uh, global economy that was uh, emerging quite robustly during 2021, 2022 has really proven to be a much more challenging and in many respects tragic year. Uh, we've seen a ramping up of inflation to, to levels that we haven't seen in 40 years. Uh, behind the curve, central bankers are playing an aggressive game of catch-up with significant interest rate increases, growing threat of, an, of recession, increasing signs of global climate distress, uh, and we can't uh, not mention the devastating Russian invasion of Ukraine and the severe impact uh, and fallout of the Western sanctions that were imposed in response. That's just to name a few of the factors. Uh, and as, as we might expect, uh, the markets haven't reacted very, very well to these developments. Uh, we've seen significant sell-offs in equity and fixed income markets, significantly increased volatility in equity valuations and interest rates, and a precipitous drop in capital markets issuance levels. And I think with the apparent hardening line uh, of the world's central bankers on, on fighting inflation, and let's see what the Fed comes with today, uh, upward pressure on interest rates is clear, accompanying growing threat of recession in Europe and the U.S. I think it's reasonable to expect that the market volatility and subdued capital market environment is going to be with us for some time. I would say in many ways the world has been turned on its head in the last seven months, and is seeing, as is seemingly so often the case, shipping has landed on its feet in a turbulent global macroeconomic environment. Dry bulk and container shipping were the immediate beneficiaries of the global economy emerging from the pandemic, driven by renewed demand and significant disruptions in logistics chains. Increased commodity prices and the intense focus on energy security in Europe has hugely benefited the crude, the product, and the LNG tanker markets. Energy security has become a parallel priority for everyone, together with the energy green transition. I think uh, this situation will also continue for the foreseeable future. But again, shipping, I feel, has in many respects landed on its feet. With the exception of LNG and container shipping, uh, the order books in pretty much all other sectors remain at historically low levels. And that's a great starting point when thinking about uh, the sustainability of the current cycle. The reluctance to order uh, new builds continues to be primarily driven by regulatory uncertainty. 
but in addition, we now have uh, significantly increased new building prices driven by the inflation that we all see and strained uh, supply chains. Delivery times have also increased dramatically, you know, upwards of, of three-plus years now uh, as a best case. With the positive market backdrop for shipping, uh, companies have been focused on substantially deleveraging their balance sheets and instituting more regularized, regularized dividend policies. Investors uh, are applauding these developments, and, and there is renewed institutional interest in the sector, both from new and old, quote-unquote, investors coming back for another look. We've also seen continued and renewed interest from private equity, particularly into the gas infrastructure sector, underscoring gas's position as a transition fuel. So we've seen a series of take private transactions in the last 12 months. I can't not touch briefly on shipping's decarbonization journey, which, which remains an underlying uh, theme and, and driver for, for the industry as a whole. I believe it's well underway, uh, and increasingly we see credible plans, initiatives, and established follow-up reporting and governance structures uh, around these activities and others. Further technological development, the uniform and supportive regulatory environment, and establishment of appropriate supply chains, among other things, are surely needed in order for the industry to meet its mandated objectives, its mandated objectives. But it is evidently, but in an evidently more nuanced world, more investors are willing to give credit to these initiatives as positively moving shipping in the direction that it needs to go. So I feel our gathering here today is uh, fortuitous, timing-wise, as the industry sails into an increasingly volatile global macroeconomic environment. Let's hear from our different panelists and see how, uh, how, they, how they look at the world and how they see things de developing. Thanks again, everyone. I'm going to turn it over to Tate Sullivan, who is a managing director and senior uh, maritime research analyst, equity research analyst with Maxim, who will be moderating the dry bulk panel, which is our first panel. So Tate, why don't you come on up and we'll get started. Thank you.